The Center for Minorities in the Mathematical Sciences presents Mathematically Uncensored. Where our talk is real and complex, but never discreet. You're listening to Mathematically Uncensored, where our talk is real and complex. But never discreet. Yo, what's up? Oh my gosh, so excited. Brand new episode. Happy right holidays. The holidays, yes. <laughs> oh. we, we are recording the 23rd of December. That's we right. are committed. We are oh, this committed. real love. This real love. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Gotta get it out there. Gotta gotta get it out there. So yeah. How are you doing? I submitted grades yesterday for my class. And so on the 22nd of December? Yes. Well, they're technically what? due the 27th. What? But I was like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not about to spend Christmas. Like, wait, I haven't submitted final grades. So yeah, so yes. I I worked on that yesterday and and got the grades. And most of the time, I feel like I submit grades. And within about two nanoseconds of submission, I get five emails. (laughs) 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 And they're not like, have a happy holiday one. Right, right. (laughs) And it's been about, you know, 20 or so hours. And I have yet to receive an email. Okay, okay. So right. so I think the the expected, you know, there was no surprises. Or if there were surprises, maybe they were positive surprises. So will there be like an email hiatus? Like after today, right, then when will you next look at something involving work? That's rude. Why are you doing this to me? No, I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> I just, let, me, let me leave it to emails. When will you check another email again? Oh, every day. Every day. Okay, so you're I taking mean, emails I could regardless. Lie. I, I, I could yeah. lie and be no, like, no, no, no. Oh, I'm going to... It's uncensored. It's uncensored. No, yeah. No, yes. the, the reality is that, like, I refresh my email constantly. Yeah. Like, it's my way to communicate with the world, right? Like, yeah. it becomes, like, my social media. It's my email. Yeah. It's my inbox. Yes. I mean, there's times yes. where, like, email threads for me are, like... Did you hear what just happened? And then right. I wait for a reply, right? And then the other person's like, that be, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, or like, you know, you get the forward or the BCC email. Mm. Yes. I mean, okay. my email okay. is gossip and fire. Yo, so, all okay, day, so every yeah, email is a little bit different for you. Okay, got it. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. it. That's funny. Yeah, that's I'm not funny. saying that's healthy because I'm also an inbox zero person. Yeah, that I will never understand. Right, yeah, But yeah, no. it's amazing when you do that. I, when you, I say you do that, I'm like, that's better person than me. No, yeah. it's not that it's a better person than you. That Like, <laughs> me having this compulsion does not make me a better person. It makes me a compulsive person. I see, I see. Okay. No, but you get it done. You get it done. Yeah. So credit to you. Yeah, yeah. I, I did have a conversation about that recently. And I think the realization I came to is that... There's a tremendous amount of endorphin released in my body anytime I check something off of my to-do list. Mm. And email is a very quick one. Yes, got it, got it, yeah. got it, got so it. So I'm out yeah. here just just fiending. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want people to send you emails just so you can send answer me emails, them. Just so I can be like, hello. No. <laughs> <laughs> that you is as well. so funny. That is so funny. Yeah, so how you know you've been now is the second week since your classes ended? How? Yeah, no, longer. Any it feels longer than that. No, no, nothing. It's all. It's all. That's just over. It's like a ghost okay. town on the GGC campus, mm. and I finished doing some middle and high school stuff, and that was good. So yeah, no things. We've been settling in, and we're gonna have a you know calm Christmas time where you know, worried about, we were actually going out to do things and then now Omicron is here. And so we're just like, let's just get back inside. And so just to figure out, you know, what to do. And then hearing last night, you know, that JMM is canceled, right? That like, yeah, yeah, now my my mind is all over the place. Like, oh, what am I going to do now? Like I was preparing to go do that and, you know, raise some trouble there and, mm-hmm. yeah, just reorienting my mind at this moment, in this exact moment, so. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. for me, it was this, both a sense of relief and then guilt 
and then relief mm. and then guilt. Guilt so, about what? Guilt because like I had committed to do all these things and like you know it just it I don't know maybe guilt is not cancel. the right word. No, I know, yeah. I know, but but it feels weird. Maybe I don't have the right word. Like I don't know what it is. Maybe I think I feel guilty because I feel happy that it got canceled. Oh, oh. Um, okay, I, I can get that. I, no, it's Yikes. okay. I get that. I get that. But I think it's the best decision for everyone's health. Oh, no, for sure. Right? I mean, that's yeah. absolutely no question in my mind that a positive decision was made, right? That yes. this was right. the right decision. Like that, I don't question at all. Yeah. And, and in fact, maybe, you know, for the first time in a very, very long time, I'm going to say clap, clap, clap. Oh, yes. yes. Let's credit where credit is due. Let's get it. Right? You know, yeah, it could so. <laughs> not have been easy to to reach this. The, I mean, we're less than two weeks out from it. Right, right. Right? And to be like, right. actually, we don't want to be the reason why a whole bunch of mathematicians potentially die. Yes, correct. That, correct, that yes. I mean, like, thank you. Thank you for thinking <laughs> about us. So yes. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I recognize that that could not have been easy in the least. Yeah. And also it has huge financial implications. The one the one thing that I have been thinking a lot about is what happens to our young people. And I yes. saw some of this on Twitter, right? It's like yes. our young people who didn't have funding to go to JMM but bought a flight yes. and have booked hotels. And maybe this is one of the first conferences they ever go to. And now it's like, oh, you figure out how to cancel your flight and your hotel and who to call. And and let me tell you, when you cancel a flight and you got a PhD after your name, you call these people and you're like, hello, my name is Dr. Pamela Harris. I would like to cancel my flight. And then they're just like, right. yes, ma'am. Right. You know, so there's there's some issues here that are that are very clear to me that when something gets canceled, like we also need to reach out to our young people and see what help they might need. Because it might be that it requires one of us with a PhD yes. after their names to call, you know, and maybe maybe give some authority absolutely to, right to the, to them as they're navigating, you know, now the cancellation yeah. of JMS. Yeah, I mean, we have authority to burn, and that's yeah, that's and we often don't realize that that mm -hmm. yeah, we can do a few things, and then our young people may be afraid to ask, don't know how to ask. Yeah, so this is a good time to be an advocate. Right yes. to get out there and just say, what is it that you need? Or let me help you with this. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I've also been thinking about, and it's one of these things that I've been waiting to, to get on the show to think about, you know, the AMS and what they've done with the blogs. Mm. So they, I guess they are archiving the blogs or getting rid of the blogs. So they're doing something like this. So I was on Twitter and then some people were saying that they couldn't believe that that was happening. And I really couldn't believe it either, right? Like it's, and I don't, I don't know why it, it bothered me so much, right? I mean, because, I mean, I, and I said this so many times on the show that I, I'm, I've become, I haven't normalized it, but I don't have the same emotional reactions I used to have to oppression and systems of power and domination, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is, this feels like another one of those things, and I'll explain that in just a second. But I didn't, but. In other ways, you know, I would be like, okay, here we go again, right? Yeah. This was not here we go again for some reason. And I guess it was because, you know, when you go to AMS, well, you better go there right now while you can before the whole thing gets erased. <laughs> when you go to AMS blogs, right? Then I, And I guess it was because when I went there, and I don't go there that often, but when I went there, I just, here's what the reason is. This is why I'm talking out. Great. Now, I think I figured it out. It's because when I go there, I just see the names mm. of the people there. Right. And just like, if you just look at the names, you know, Brian Katz, Piper, Adriana Salerno, Dr. Pamela Hare, like, I'm just like, these are people who are just like trying to change the discipline and who are saying incredible things, who have changed my life. Right. And then, again, this these aren't people that I'm down with. Some of these people, we get in a room, we're going to argue lovingly mm -hmm. for the rest of time about some things. Right. But I felt erasure. Yeah, that's what it was. That's and what it was. Like, yeah. I, Yes. Yes. So I just yeah. want to thank you for hearing me out. I felt because I'm just like, why do I feel so? And it's because of the people whose voices I feel like are being erased. And the notion that from two since 2009, these incredible contributions will now be like put somewhere to just sit and like now we're gonna have to go look for it it's just it just never felt right 
Yeah, I mean, I I found out like all the other editors of these blogs, right? So I I edit the e-mentoring network blog, you know, which was started really with the purpose of sharing information related to mentoring, right? In particular yeah. for students of color who might not be getting the adequate amount of mentoring at their institutions for yeah. whatever reason. And um, let me just say for for the moment that it, it's also troublesome, and this just hit me, that particularly what we've been talking about since the show began is that now, oh my God, now more than ever, we need mentoring. Yes, so, like, this is, like, th- we've been saying on the show that this is the crucial moment, that, that mentoring may be the key to the whole thing mm-hmm. about welcoming people of color into this discipline. Mm-hmm. Like, if, the, if there is ever a blog we need now, it is that very one. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, and, and the thing that, you know, I, so I, I was saying that I found out just like everyone else, right? Like, there was yeah. an email basically saying we're winding down. The, the goals that we had set for the blogs have been successful and we need to re-envision moving forward the, the format. Yeah. But yeah, they're closing in two weeks. I mean, actually, you know, by, I don't know, Tuesday next week or something yeah. like this. So they're they're going to shut down, in essence, the, the environment altogether. I yeah. believe, after having a conversation with key people at AMS, that all of the content remains static, meaning that that's going to be there. The links that we've been using, if we're sharing, you know, a blog by students, you know, there's many blogs by students on the e-mentoring network on what it means to build a mathematical community, why being a person of color in the mathematical sciences is a form of resistance, right? Like all of these beautiful blogs are going to remain where they are. So the links are not going to die. They're basically archiving. What I understand when they say they're stopping the blogs is that there will not like we're going to lose our access to publish content. Yes. Completely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So whatever whatever login and password I have are yeah. going to disappear and cease to yes. exist um yes. you know in a week. And I think for me it felt like, you know, just another another experience with AMS where we weren't consulted prior to decisions being made. Yes. Yes. Right. And and so that is hurtful because it feels like I've you know, I've been involved with the e-mentoring network since 2016. And so yes. it's five years of of part of my service, you know, to the yes. community yes. To, to find contributors to myself, put out very personal stories about my own journey and my own mentoring experiences. And so it, it did feel like a slap in the face. Right. Like yes. just yes. short of it is it's a slap in the face. But I I have history to share, which I think, at least for me, it makes me realize that there are other reasons why this is happening. That I mean, of course, and we all assume that there's other reasons why this is happening because you don't just come to the realization that you want to shut down something that's been up since 2009 unless there was a problem. Right. Right. And so, you know. I can say the following. So last year, and I talked about this on the podcast, you, you know, and I, and, and I said this, you know, there, there was contribution that I and a few other people wrote about latisms and using the content of, of this website for educational purposes. It was an invited blog post. So I actually got invited to contribute a piece to that, you know, to the teaching and learning of mathematics blog. Yeah, yeah. Um, just throwing people under the bus now. But I got invited to, to contribute to that. We put this piece together. And let me tell you that it is probably like a G version of any blog I've ever written, right? Yes. It's like, here's our website. You know, we have biographies of Latinx and Hispanic mathematicians since 2016. Utilize them to share with your students. Oh, we wrote a book. Like, you know, we're, we're just sharing all these resources in this blog. And what ended up happening is that that blog had a system in which they have, you know, five or six editors. And there's the editor who invited me to contribute the piece. They lightly edited the piece. Then they sent it to somebody else, another person on the editorial team, to share comments or feedback. There was very troubling feedback that was left from that particular editor in the track changes of the document. Mm, mm. Okay? And then... The chief editor looked at these and deleted a majority of them, maybe even all of them. I don't recall, right? I have all the files in case anybody wants to look at them. And they deleted the ones that they probably also felt were inappropriate. 
And what is the level of inappropriateness? There was a point in the blog where we mentioned that, you know, we're not the only website that features diverse folks. That, you know, if you're reading this blog and you like the content and you like our website, you probably should go check out our sister website, you know, Mathematically Gifted in Black. You also should go check out Spectra, which is the organization for LGBTQ plus mathematicians. Well, the Spectra caught the eye of this reviewer and they made a comment to the effect of, we probably shouldn't mention this because this could potentially damage the AMS. Oh. And I was like, the fuck? Oh. What? Okay. Uh, and I was okay. like, this is inappropriate. Like, why would the, like why would the AMS say to us, do not list Spectra right. on your blog post about using websites to feature diverse mathematicians? Yes. And so and, and 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 other things like that. They they right. also commented that some of the folks that we feature on the Latte Sums website are very early career faculty. We do that on purpose because yes. our early career folks, they are rising stars of our discipline, right? These are the people whose books are going to be written about in 10 years. Yes. So trust me, we know how to recognize talent early on. This editor decided to say that, well, these people haven't done anything. Why would you even feature them? Mm. Just just sheer elitism at the highest level. So much yes. so that they were eager to tell us where they got their PhD, heiress, mm. and where mm. they did their postdoc. And let me tell you that they drank that Kool-Aid, okay? Because right. the person who was giving us this feedback was a man of color. Yeah. Ooh, yes, yes, right? yes, yes. Right? Yeah. And so, so I was deeply troubled by all of these comments. I brought it up to AMS. I said, what kind of policies, what kind of practices do you have? Because the editor, it chief, chief editor, sent yes. me all of this. And again, they were not savvy enough to understand that track changes in a Word document remain even when you delete them. Yeah, 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 yeah And so yeah. they sent me this. And they were like, oh, no, we thought we deleted them. And I was like, your incompetence at using Word does not mitigate the damage that you have already caused. Because this wasn't just damage to me. It was damage to the young people I was collaborating with on this article. Of course. And so it's like, I get it, AMS. I get it. There has never been guidelines for the kind of content and the appropriateness, whatever that means, right, right, of these blog posts. And so there's been maybe more trouble to them than what they believe it to be worth. And so there's no doubt about that. Go ahead. What, What do you do when you feel that? Right. Because no one is writing the executive director of AMS to tell them wonderful blog on the e-mentoring network. Good job, right? Right. Like, no one's writing that, but I guarantee you that when a wonderful blog, like the one that Piper wrote a few years ago, asking white men to quit their jobs, I guarantee you she got nonstop emails. Of course, yes. Right? And And so so, it's like, when, when you are the leader of an organization and you only hear of the negative things that these kinds of blogs are bringing about in the community, and then you have a faction forming to start a new mathematical organization that leaves the AMS potentially with a lot of money. Okay. They're taking their money elsewhere. It, it begs somebody to think, why is it that we're doing that? And does this actually serve us well? And then the way to react is to say, let's put a pause to it all while we figure it out. Because every time we make decisions, you know, we've seen this time and time again with AMS, like they try to make the right decision. Sometimes they, they have quite, public missteps and then they're held to those missteps to acknowledge wrongdoing and pain cost. And so instead of doing that, I think their, their, their thought frame might've been, let's just stop, let's reassess and then let's find a new path forward. And, and I appreciate that. But again, could we have gotten more than two weeks? Mm. Because this, yeah. like, two weeks and in the middle of the, you know, finals for most faculty, right? And between holidays to, like, just yes. shut down access. You know, it just it just made me feel like, again, here we are. Yes. Just disappointed. Yeah, no. Thank you. Just disappointed. Yeah. Yes. No, and I, I appreciate all of, all of that insight. Yeah, no, and I, I want to honor the fact that, it, you know, as an organization— that what you just described certainly puts them 
in a tough situation. Look, I mean, and they're in a lot of ways they're getting it from all sides, right? Yeah. That, you know, they let the, they may indeed let the blog live and then this group gets upset and wants to leave and now they want to get rid of it. And then all of a sudden another group gets upset and that group would include me. Mm-hmm. Right? And so mm-hmm. now I am upset. And so, you know, we've said that at some point you've got to decide, like you've got to decide who you want to be. Right. And so I'm interested to figure out what this pause is going to look like. But from what I'm seeing, it, again, it that's not how the messaging came out. Right. No. The messaging no, came out. Yeah, so, so, so they want to say something publicly to say, well, we're reevaluating this. And, you know, it's, you know, viewership or whatever, that it's not in tune with, you know, people aren't using or whatever they're saying. Right. Just is not what you said. Right. So, so, yeah, so the truth is just not getting out there as it needs to get out there. And again, I I just have to come back to look at the voices, look at the people that no longer are going to have access to this blog to reach, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Right. And if you're trying to tell me that you want to silence and get rid of these voices because you are worried about membership or about who's saying this over this, it's a value statement. Yeah, you're, just, you're just telling me what you value, right? And you're making it clear what you value. So, and that's fine, right? It's just, you know, it, I just, I was devastated by it, but not surprised. Devastated, but not surprised. So I, I am in the process of continuing to find the benefit of the doubt that like, and I, I, I can't, I can't find it, right? It's, it's, it's just hard. I just think about some things that were said on these blogs that were transformational. Yeah. And again, that we often say, wow, you can say that. Yes, you can say that. But you can't say that at the AMS on the AMS blog, apparently. So, yeah, I'm exhausted, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, yeah, here we are again, where it's just like, you know what? That seems problematic. That's not really bothering us, but let's just get rid of it, right? It's just easy if we just get rid of it. That's what it feels like. But you know so. what? I'm reminded that this, this is a cycle that we as people of color understand very, very well. Yes. Okay. And so what do we do every time that we are silenced? We start our own shit. Hello. Absolutely. Welcome to the Mathematically Uncensored podcast. Correct. Right? Like we, we, we've learned, and I think maybe more now than ever, that we do not require anybody's permission for our voices to reach other people. Yeah. Right? That we can go and create a podcast that we can go and create our own blogs that will not require any guidelines that will not require, you know, AMS staff to hit publish or politics or politics or, or get a right. Exactly. That we actually are, are tapped in enough to our own communities to just do our own thing. Yes. And and, and the technology and will allow for that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. yes. And and most of the time, you know, I, I, I think we rely, maybe it's, rely is not the right word. Like we hope for the best when we begin to collaborate with big organizations and we think there's going to be space here for us. Yes. And if I just work really hard and I contribute and I do this and that and the other thing, they'll see my worth, they'll acknowledge yes. my worth, and they'll allow me to feel like I'm an integral part of the organization itself. And that my voice counts. And that my voice matters. Yes. And that that I will be supported and cherished through yes. ups and downs. Yes. Whether we yes, agree yes, or yes. don't agree, that there's still inherent value in having a different perspective and a different yes. experience in this yes. discipline. And and what this just said to me is your experience and your voice are just too uncomfortable Absolutely for us right. to deal with. That's correct. That's right. That's that's what it feels like. I think what you said is absolutely right. We know how to deal with this. It was just that to to get this reminder, there are times in which I am, you know, like 99% of the time, I'm just like, I hear that. I'm just like, okay, fuck you, right? And this one just hit a little bit harder than I thought it would because it is just, it feels so blatant. It just yeah. feels so blatant. It's just like, nope, that just, your voice here doesn't matter. It's, it was clearly a space where our voices were living and thriving and they just be like, nope, we're done with that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so... So I was still in the morning process, you know, the morning phase of that. But now, as you know, yeah, we know how to respond to this. Mm-hmm. And it's just said, let's just create our own shit. 
right? Yeah. And it's just like, how is it that, you know, at the center, we can start to create a blog structure, bring some people over so that we can have our voices out there as it needs to be. And that's the way it should be, right? And so I just have these conflicted feelings because, you know, it's hard to keep creating your own stuff. Mm, it is. It's, it's like, no, it, is, it, it can be exhausting. It can be exhausting. To, yeah, yeah. And then I also am not optimistic to ever, like, because again, as we said, that, you know, as we talked about from the first show, about just like completely separating. Be like, you know what? Like, what is the point Right. Mm-hmm. We can't have a, this little ass blog where we just say a few words every two months. Right. You got to get rid of that. Doesn't cost you anything at this point, relatively nothing. And now you want to get rid of it for for what seems like nothing. Right. I mean, but then we go and then, yeah, we're going to create a new space. And I'm excited to think about what the center is going to do. Right. In order mm-hmm. to uh, create a blog space where we can go ahead and just scream out to the discipline, whatever we want to say. Yes. Yeah, so you should absolutely check out minoritymath.org slash blogs. Yes. There's yes. already a blog there. There's a blog yes. system there, you know, yeah. and if and if you are a listener, you're a person of color, you want to share out a message, we are happy to post that yes. without later telling you that we're going to take it down. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely Yikes. right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely correct. No, and as much as... You know, the AMS already had up there that the opinions expressed do not reflect blah, 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 blah. They had the statement and everything. And somehow mm-hmm. still that wasn't enough. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what we can do. and to New have year, new avenue. projects. Oh, my goodness. Right? Yes, that's right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely right. So come on well, over to the center. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing I was going to say, you know, we started this this conversation on on this discussion about authority. Yes. And I wanted us to talk about borrowed authority today. Mm, Yes, 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 yes. So borrowed authority is when an individual wants to say that they have connections to an authority or to someone who has clout or reputation in an area, right? So if I'm applying, I'm a rookie in the game and I'm applying somewhere um, and I want some job or some opportunity, I can say, oh, I've been working under such and such, or I've been studying with this, or I've read this, or I'm connected in some way to this. And so that means that if, because I have this connection, then I've got some of that. Mm. I've got some of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so- Wait, you're saying I can't go around saying I know Karen Olenbeck because I'm one of the Karen Olenbeck fellows of EDGE? Um, no, but see, when you write it down on paper, see, see, there's, because there's, there's a psychology to it, right? So the simple, I was a psych minor in undergrad, so, mm, yeah, so, that, not that that means anything, but like, <laughs> but, but it's one of these things that when you put your name next to anybody else's, and they're just in the same sentence, then people automatically are going to start associating you, right? And so that, that can be, that can be problematic, Right. Because what, what can Absolutely. happen? People will then, you know, when they're writing up their diversity statements or they're just trying mm. to make their points just say, oh, I read this or I married this person. Some people are doing Ooh. that. Right. Or like, yeah. I, so I guess we've been thinking about proximity to DEI issues versus authenticity. Mm. Right. And so, yes. oh, oh, I hear them. I hear the listeners. Let me just be clear that, you know, listening to this podcast just doesn't make you a DEI, doesn't make you down for the cause. Mm. Right. Does, mm. Yeah. So you just don't. Right. So so I, I've been overwhelmed by the response of listeners. Right. Yeah. And again, this is, I guess, a call to action again. So you, I hope that you listen to this and. You go read this, watch this, read that, read that, read that, right? Speak out against this, mm-hmm. you know, figure out how you want to start something in your department, right? You've got to, this podcast is just the beginning or it's yeah. just a, a small part of the work you need to be doing. Right. What I hear you saying is that consuming content or being close to someone who does some sort of DEI work does not mean that you are doing anything. Like yes. personally to yes. help other people, yes. right? And and so it's interesting because we, you know, we've talked a little bit about diversity statements in the past, but I've gotten wind of all of this borrowed authority in those statements in particular yes. with people yes. saying yes. things like, well, I know 
Dr. Eris Winger, because oh. I attended his webinar series on advocating for students of color. There's more you can do in the fall of yes. 2020. Yes, yes. No, and that when you say it this way, I'm trying to understand the feeling that I have, right? Because I feel like I'm being used. Oh! I feel like I'm being used. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yes, I feel yeah. like I'm being used. And so I'm not saying that's the right feeling, the wrong feeling. It's just that's what it feels like. Am I being used? You say I am being used. I, I when think that happens. so. It feels that way to me, too. If somebody said that to me. So, no, but, that, because, but that's a but, fact. But, wait, be, but that's okay, a fact. So that's they, right. They that's attend. a fact. That's a okay. fact. That's a fact. Okay. That doesn't go in your diversity statement. That goes in your fucking CV. Professional yes. development attended. In your, yes. I, and now I don't want to give tips and tricks on your fucking diversity statement, but if you can't tell me what you've actually done other than yeah. gotten a little certificate from somewhere, that shit doesn't help anybody. That's just you building a resume. That's just you building a resume. Yeah, no, so that's right. So then that helps me because then my name is being used in them trying to get something. Yeah, they want a stamp of approval, Eris yes. Winger. They've yes. gotten yes, the yes, Eris yes. Winger stamp of approval in their diversity statement. And so they better get this job. They're going to get this mm, job because mm, they name dropped mm. you and you're everywhere. Yeah, well, I'm not everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I know. Now I'm understanding that. Yeah, because it's just like, yes, 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 yes. So yeah, what, so what does authenticity look like, right? Mm. How do you know when, you know, and so this is what we have to be watching out for. Proximity versus authenticity. And we've been saying it time and again, we've written about it, that please, you, you, what are you giving up? Mm-hmm. What are you sacrificing, right? And so I was talking with you a few weeks ago and we were talking about, I think it was on the last show about self-reflection, mm-hmm. right? And so when, when we sit down and say, am I doing this work? Am I fighting the good fight? Am I thinking about students of color and people of color in this discipline? Am I supporting them well enough? Then it's got to, you've got to also ask yourself this fundamental question. What have I given up? Mm. What, what have I sacrificed for them, for this cause? And if mm. you struggle to find anything, then we can at least say you can do a little bit more, right? Yeah. Because I'm, ty- I'm tired of these self-imposed boundaries that people want to go to and then say, okay, I'm, I'm not going to go past here, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but we are laying ourselves out there. Right. Yep. Yeah. It, it just doesn't there work. There sometimes. Yikes. Yes. Oof. That's right. That is exactly right. So yeah, I mean, I, I struggle when people are just like, oh, I did this and I did this. I did this. And it's just like, and what did that cost you? Right. What did that cost you? Yeah. And what change did that lead to? That's another thing that I feel like we're not addressing, right? Like you can tell me that you, you know, you work at University X. And then maybe somebody said this to me that somebody's diversity statement said, you know, I, I work at some university and my colleague runs insert name of, you know, diversity website yes. here. Yes. And it's like, yes, wait, yes, your, yes. your colleague does that? And you're putting this on your diversity yes. statement? So what did yes. you do? Again, it's yes. like, what did you do and what impact did that have? Yes. Right. And, yes, and yes, now yes. we all we also have all these people out here claiming that they helped organize shit that they showed up to. Ooh. Let me tell you that you didn't do shit. OK, you showed yeah. up to this event and you paid your fifty dollar registration fee. That does not make you an organizer. Yes. No. So I, I, I want to. So I, I want to try and jump into some people's shoes here. So, you know, so there, there are people in the discipline who come through. And, you know, they were told, okay, you want to be a mathematician, you want to do well in this discipline, you need to do A, B, C, D, and E. And so now they've been checking off boxes, and they need to do A, B, C, D, and E. And then all of a sudden, something happens, they say, oh, no, you need this diversity stuff. You got to do, right, we want a diversity statement. And now you're (laughs) you're applying, and you have A, B, C, D, and E, and then you're like, oh, diversity statement. What am I I I supposed to do? Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, What's I, up here? Uh, uh, right. Uh, so I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't be We see them. We see right. you out here. That's right. No. And and so, but I, I'm trying to. So I'm trying to understand things from their perspective. Like now, tell. So now, tell me, what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to say totally. How does the saying go? Tongue in cheek. Is that is that okay. the saying? Where I'm just like going to fake it. It's like I'm just okay. going to say shit. I and I I have heard this legitimately okay. when I have interviewed people. I have said, can you tell me contributions, notice the wording, can you tell me contributions you have made to diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts? Yes. And this is, quote, 
from yes. a person I interviewed a few years ago. They said, um, well, I don't know. Oh, okay. I once worked with the woman on research. Okay. Dead. Yeah. Yes. Dead. Yes. So don't do that. Yes. Don't do that. That's well, ridiculous. Well, and it, look, and this is good. Th- wait, that wait, person- you know why it's ridiculous? Because then you find out it was their PhD advisor. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm going to lose it. No, it's okay. No. There's people I, out here doing that. Well, no. And you know what? It, it, it's a, they don't know what to do. I mean, that, that, I mean, so I, I guess I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of this as something that's a, that's like, another area of skills and commitment that we are now asking people to be concerned about. And so now you ask this person and this person has no skills, no, no nothing, no experience, nothing. And now they have to answer it. And so what I, and so I guess what's different about this particular area is that I actually would prefer you to say that I don't. That's I right. didn't. I didn't. Yes. Right? But also Just, to yes. acknowledge that your privilege has not, uh, that because of the yes. privileges that you hold, you have not needed to think about these things. Correct. You know what? I would clap, clap, clap to that. Right. I, I still wouldn't want to hire them, but that's I would clap better to that. That's, yes, a, that's better a better answer. That's a better answer. answer. Yes, yes. That's a better answer than telling me that you worked with the woman who then we find out was your PhD advisor. Yes. Okay, like chill out. Yes. Okay. And yes, yeah, so tell me, as a fill in all these privileged identities. I have not experienced what my colleagues of color have, what my peers of color have. And I'm eager to first learn about those experiences. I'm planning to attend the webinar series by Dr. Eris Winger that's upcoming, right? That's a start for me, but I'm happy to collaborate and anything that I can do to help. I just, I literally am ignorant to these things yes. and I'm yeah. trying to become a better person. And even though I have not had a lifelong experience with DEI challenges, I want to learn and I want to contribute. Yes. Right. Right. And again, I hesitated in having you say something like that or for us to say, because we know that, and thankfully these people don't even listen to us, but the poses <laughs> out there were still oh, yeah. trying, you know, fake that. Oh, right? they're about to but, quote yes. me. Okay, they're about to use that whole thing and write it in their oh, yes, fucking absolutely. statement. Yes, absolutely. And so I have been going back and forth about saying, should we just just let the cat out of the bag about what needs to be said? And, you know, and so, but we're just coming back to authenticity. Yeah. Just say it. Just, just say, say the it. truth. If, if you haven't been in the area, it's just like anything else, right? If you're applying to any job that, you know, you may be lacking a qualification in that area, what else would you say is, but I'm not, Versed in that area, but I'm willing to learn to be trained and, you know, read up on it and get educated in that area. And you know what? The the thing about borrowed authority, you know, we were focusing sort of on the diversity statements, but that shit holds everywhere. Right. So like I've also seen it in things like your teaching statements, you know, and and in fact, I had friends, you know, who sent me messages and they're like, oh, wow, you should know how many people are are using your quote about people over math in the teaching statement. And then I was like, Okay, that's that's strange. And I was like, do I know them? Have they worked with me? I mean, because I've worked yes. with people on this concept of people over math, yes, right? Like yes, I have yes, an article yes. that's coming out that I collaborated with, you know, my MSRI up 2021 crew. Like yes. we created a whole thing about it. I've given talks on it. So I'm like, were they in the audience when I talked about right. this? And I'm like, and there's a difference between using a quote as something that like has made you rethink the way that you approach teaching. I think I would appreciate that greatly, right? If the framing was, you know, I once saw Professor Harris give a talk and she said this and it really resonated with me. And here is what I have now changed about my practices and my policies and my teaching. So I want that. I want that. Don't be borrowing my authority and be like, well, Professor Harris said people over math. Yes. And teaching statement. Right. 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 So like, tell right. me how you've put things into practice, how it has changed you, what it is that you now are doing because of things that you've learned. Yes. Otherwise, yes. otherwise, again, it's not authentic. Otherwise, yes. you're just borrowing other people's authority to try to get this job. And fam, I hear you. We need these jobs. The job market fucking sucks. But yes. like, 
you need to be authentic. You cannot be out yes. here just borrowing people of color's authority for you to get a job. Because what ends up happening is you get the job and I might also be applying to that job and I ain't getting the job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's crazy. And then, and then on the other side, the people who are now reading these statements, the people who are seeing barred authority in action, mm. right? How is it that we can try and make sure that we can tell the difference between what's legitimate and what's not, right? Because there are going to be some people who are going to be like, oh, well, they did. They went to Dr. Harris's talk. That's great. Let's hire them, right? No, yeah. that's not enough. And yeah. we're, we're, at a, we're at a place where we, again, we have not had the hard conversations about how are we going to think about, you know, DEI and how it shows up on paper when someone's saying, I'm doing this work. What's yeah. the rubric? Yeah, no, right? there, there is the no rubric? rubric. The rubric right. is yes. made up. And also it reminds me that those of us who are deeply invested in DEI efforts then become the token person. Right. Yes. It's like, oh, yes. so if you are on the job market and you are, aside from being a gosh darn it, best mathematician on the job yeah. market and yeah. phenomenal educator, now you're doing all this DEI stuff and you happen to be a person of color. Let me tell you that all the conversations are going to be about your DEI initiative. Mm. OK, yes. because yes, you're yes, expected yes. now to come to their department and be the DEI expert and fix yes. all of their shitty policies and practices in their department. Yes. But again, you still have the same teaching load as your colleague who doesn't give a shit and who doesn't believe that women are as talented as men, who Correct. believes that people of color are there because of affirmative action, right? right? Like you have the same teaching load, the same service requirement. In fact, they don't even do service, right? Because right. who wants them on your committee? No right. one. So you're about to be on all the committees and have the teaching load that he does, right? And yes. do more service for the mathematical community at large than has ever been expected yes. of any human yes. being yes. Yes. in the history of mathematics. Yeah. Yeah. And then tell me again how we get tenure. Right, right. Because none of that counts. No. For tenure, <laughs> right? Unless none you're at a counts. really wonderful institution like Pomona College, because they yes. are one of very few institutions I've ever heard who actually changed their tenure guidelines to include DEI initiatives. Yes. No, there you go. It's a beacon. Yeah. So let's, let's try and speak that out to the world, right? That that's going to matter. And I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, it has me thinking, can't, how, I'm wondering about, and I don't know the answer to this, about faculty of color and people of color, undergraduate, I mean, graduate students as well. Like, can they avoid these conversations? Is this just inevitable that they oh. always just get brought these things? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. It, it feels, feels inevitable. That way. Yeah, like they just, like, that's how it was for me in my experience. Yes. I went there and then all of a sudden people were inviting me to these. Mm -hmm. And I get, so, I, I, and I understand the, this balance of representation. We want to get people, you know, you, you want people of color on these boards. We want to get your perspective as a person of color. But you've also got to recognize that that's work that needs to be given credit, right, across the board as well. Let, let's do both. Like they may indeed want to serve in this way, but give them credit for it. Yeah. And, yeah. and let me say that as mathematicians, you know, when I think about borrowed authority, I think about the fact, okay, we're mathematicians. Eris, I would never, never, ever, ever give a math talk and say, um, here's my theorem. Did you know that you can write any natural number as a sum of non-consecutive Fibonacci numbers? I prove this. Mm, Here's mm. my proof. And okay. then knowing damn well, the second door <laughs> did that shit. Okay? Can you imagine? Right. Can you imagine me giving this talk? And, I and, and put Harris 2021 Ooh. in its second door theorem. Right. And I put right. Harris theorem. Yes. People yes. would have a fucking field day with me. Yes. Okay, and I'm not saying that sometimes, I mean, there's times where multiple people prove the same theorem independent of each other. That's not what I'm saying. That's totally yeah. fair. Claim your fucking theorem. You proved it yes. independently of so-and-so. Great. What I'm talking about is knowing damn fucking well you did not yes. prove that theorem to then yes. claim it as your own. You would yes. never do such a thing. So yes. why is it that it's, so, so let's call that borrowed mathematical authority. Yeah. You do yeah. not do that. You know that. We know that that is not a ethical practice to undertake. But why is it so easy when it comes to education, when it comes to diversity statements, when yes. it comes to mentoring, yes, yes, yes. when it comes to 
ideas that are not just necessarily like if then statements. Yes, yes. Why is that okay? And I mean, I'm reminded of multiple times when this has happened, right? Like I remember having a conversation, you know, about a year, year and a half ago with someone and saying, listen, you know, I think that part of one of the things I want to work on a lot with students of color is through my mentoring is to help them really build a sense of identity as being a scientist. Because I, and I've mentioned this in the podcast and I have cried and cried and cried about how when I close my eyes at night and I think about what a mathematician looks like, I don't see me. And Eris, I don't see you. Yes. Right? Like I I see my PhD advisor. Right. Right? Like I see white men as the epitome of what a mathematician looks like, even though I surround myself with, with very few Yes. People that yes, is yes, who yes. I envision. The and psychic so battle. It's, it's exactly the psychic battle. And so part of what I think a lot about when I mentor is like, how do I help students see themselves as scientists? Like it's not, yes. not me telling them, but them actually seeing themselves that way so that when they think mathematician, they imagine themselves yes. first and foremost. And I said this and then... A month later, this person's like, oh, yeah, I'm working on a grant and a paper about, you know, students self-identifying as scientists through mentoring. Mm, and then I mm. thought, wait, but I, I I, just had that conversation with you a month ago. Yes. A month ago. Did you cite me? Are we collaborating? Mm. Like, where is this going? And this was like yes. a just completely disjoint. Like, it's like I, I sparked an interest in in thinking about something in a particular way. And then my idea was used and replicated. And then it was just like, okay, bye. You you don't get anything out of this. And I was like, but but I said I was really interested in that. Like, that's what I'm trying to work on. Why would I not be included? Uh, uh, Yeah. There's no no system, right, about credit and ideas. And, yeah, they just get taken. And, And, you know, in terms of, like, on paper, what it looks like. Again, I would prefer you go ahead and give the credit and just say how it impacted you and what you plan to do. Exactly. Like, come on. Exactly. Yeah, that's better than you just stealing it, right? Because I'm not going to believe you. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, But like, here's the yeah. thing, though, yeah. right? Like, if that person that did this or, or those people who borrow authority, yeah. they end up getting credit for work that they didn't do. I mean, that's just a fact, right? They yeah. end up advancing in their careers. Yeah. And at the end of the day, let me let me just tell you what happens. They mm. end up putting on their NSF proposals, how they have started, right? That they organize, they, they do all this work. Oh, yes. and by the way, they once mentored a, a woman of color. They put this yes. shit in their broader impacts of their NSF proposals. Yes. I've sat on many panels. I've heard this from other people who've sat on NSF panels, borrowing straight up authority. There was one panel that I was on and I read a fucking broader impact statement. And now I'm not conflicted because this person, I know of them. I don't know them. I've never collaborated with them at all. But I do know somebody who was their PhD student who I know well enough. Like they're, again, I've never collaborated with them mathematically, right? Like just socially, I've met them at conferences. But I once saw that person give a talk about the program that they started as a graduate student that was mentoring young girls in the area to like find interesting mathematical topics of discovery. Yes. Their PhD advisor claimed that that was theirs, that that was their idea. And, And not only that, not only that they claimed their PhD students' outreach efforts as their own, then they yes. also claimed that PhD student because they happen to be a woman of color. Yes. So yes, it's like yes, you're yes, claiming yes, them, they're, you're claiming not only them as a product of why you should get funded from NSF, because look at you, you had a woman of color as a PhD student and they succeeded and now they're on this tenure track position, but then you're also claiming their own work. Yes. Ooh, yes. I no, was like, you're, I you're just looked at this and I was like, Yikes. Yes, and you're using their identity as a pawn in your career advancement. Let's just mm-hmm. be clear about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, yes, yes, yes. So no, and and it's it's an act of desperation. And it's interesting that remember remember we were talking about students cheating. Yes, and we were saying that we need to show them grace. Mm. And you, yeah, we need to we need to try and step in their shoes. Right, this is cheating too in a lot of ways. This is absolutely right. cheating. This is unethical. So, but I have no grace. Where's my grace now? 
You know why you don't have grace? Let me tell you why you don't have grace. Because these people are going to get $300,000 and they're going to pocket half of that money. And it's not actually going to support that graduate student who is now an assistant professor at a university. And it's not going to continue the work that that person did. Yes, 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 Right, because again, it's not authentic to them. So if it's not authentic to them, they don't value it. They're not going to put the money that NSF is giving them towards that. What they're going to do is they're going to fund their summer salary. Correct. And their own travel. Like, that's why it's troublesome. Yes, this is just a felony. Right. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Okay, great. Okay, now I, I, I thought I thought those like you know you you say that this is your work. Like yes. again, like they wouldn't do that with a theorem. Right, right. They wouldn't say right. I proved you know X Y Z conjecture. No, so this is good. No, so this is okay. Well, but I'm coming back. I'm sorry. So this person, this person has the applicant. They get to the broader impacts piece. They yes. have nothing. That's right. At least they think they have nothing. And right. so they start going around. It's like, well, wait, what, what do I got? What's the closest thing I got? Oh, oh that's right. Well, I once, oh, I, my, my old PhD student was a woman. Yeah, yes. Or, and then they ran this program and I was kind of connected to that. And they just. Yeah, because they yeah, came they, and talked to me about it. And they said, do you think it's a good idea if I do this? And they probably said, well, you should finish your thesis. And they were like, <laughs> fuck you, I'm going to do it anyways. And, and they're like, they, they consulted. Yeah. I am a consultant, consultant on this project. Yes, advisor. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So I, I'm hoping that we're reading through all these things, right? And yeah, I mean, we we even need to talk about how impactful broader impacts really is and how much it counts. And I've been yeah. hearing some wild things about how some people care about it. Some people don't. It gets looked over. Yeah. All this stuff where, again, we're trying to do on the fly and bring it up and say it's important, but we don't have the right ways of thinking about how important it is versus those other categories. So Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, and I feel like I have just story on story about this borrowed authority. One of my favorite ones, because I learned a lot from it, not because it was actually pleasant. So (laughs) I met a mathematician who we kind of hit it off, like mathematically speaking, and we were like, oh, let's collaborate on a project. And this was during a summer workshop that we attended. And then like kind of things died down, you know, during the start of the fall semester. Then they reach out to me sometime in like November timeframe. And they said, hey, I know you graduated from University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. I'm in the area. I wonder if you can connect me maybe with your PhD advisor to like give a talk and a colloquia. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I mean, you you do the kind of math that they're interested in there. Like, yeah, I'll connect you. So I do the connecting, right? And then I I get, you know, carbon copied on an email because, again, emails, right? Yes. Uh, you know, my advisor was like, oh, yes, wonderful. Like, of course, yeah. Like, here's some dates that we have available. And I was like, great. Like, Jeff's got it from here. You know, good job, Jeff. Like, invite this person. But also keep in mind that they they were already going to be in the area. So this was just like, you know, yeah, come on in, give a talk. Why this fool then says, okay, great. Um, What is my honorarium? Mm. So they used me. To, to get the foot in the door, yes, to give a, to yes. get a talk invitation, yes. to then go a, a, across and be like, yo, how much are you going to pay me for this mm. talk that you now have invited me to? Yes, 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 yes. And I was like, oh, dear God, I am so sorry. I did not foresee that coming. Yes. But you know what? It also was the first time I recognized that white men are out here asking for these honorariums. I did not know that people said, mm. oh, yeah, I'm happy to give a talk. What honorarium oh, does your much. seminar provide? Yes. yes I did yes, not yes, know yes, that. Yes. That's a whole story itself That's a about whole what, other story. what to ask for in terms of. No, and I've, I've been listening to lots of podcasts about finances and like, you know, building stuff and retirement, the R word. Mm. Right. And like, no, I, I've consistently been hearing how white men in general just operate in this world so differently in terms of what they think they deserve mm. for good or for bad. Right. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. Oh, I, time and time again, I was like, Oh, you can ask for that. Oh, you can ask right. for that. I can. Ask. And sometimes I can't, I can't, mm. but it's just like, it's nice to know that there's some open space where, you know, maybe because I'll listen. I'm just like, wait, I've done that. I've done that. I can do that. I right. should ask for that. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, but I think maybe then there's something here that's interesting and maybe unique for us as people of color, which is, you know, we're also quick to not exacerbate our own authority, meaning that, you know, we are experts in all of these domains, either by education or by lived experience. Absolutely. And 
we're quick to not claim it. We're yes. quick to not claim it. We're quick to yes. just be like, oh, well, you know, yes, I did meet with the student group. And yes, we spent countless hours thinking about the programming. But like, this is their program. And yes. so I would never take any claim, you know, like yes. advisor role. I wouldn't yes. do any of that. Right. Yes, yes, yes. But but you see me out there lugging water. You see me yes. out here ordering the T-shirts for the event and the caterers and the things and very much all of the things that would qualify me to say I helped organize the event. Yes. Right. And so so why is that? Like, why is it so hard for me as a woman of color to just be like, I did this, this, this and this and yes. like take it or leave it? Yes. No, I was this reminds me of when I was much younger, I was outside and I was roller skating against some friends. And I was the fastest person. I mm. came inside and I was like, Grandma, I, I'm the fastest roller skater out there. And she's like, Eris, don't brag. Mm. Don't brag. Don't brag. Right. And she, by the way, she was wrong. May she rest mm. in peace. I love that. I mean, yeah. I mean, in mm. the sense that I think that we, I don't, I don't know whether it's cultural or not, but there's a sense of humility, this type of yes. dangerous humility. Right. And so I, I, I have a struggle so, I mean, we talk about, so, I, and I want to make this distinction because we talk about the necessity of humility in order to do DEI work as yeah. a requirement. There's a level of humility that just isn't truthful. Like yes. when you run a program, you just like, oh, no, 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 that wasn't, I'm going to think everybody, <laughs> no, I, that shit I can't stand. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you ran a program, you ran the fucking program, right? Right. And it's important for us to go ahead and, and say that out loud because that type of humility doesn't get you anywhere in this mm-hmm. discipline and in mm-hmm. lots of different places. If you ran it, you ran it. Please take the compliment mm-hmm. and please take the credit. Right. Because there'll be so many other places where they're going to take the credit from you. Yes. So, yeah. So, please. Yeah. So. So let's distinguish between the humility that says, because humility is saying, you know what? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. I'm here to listen. Mm -hmm. I I am open to making mistakes. Humility. Not, oh, uh, yeah, I did all that, but don't, mm, mm, don't, okay, yeah, okay, don't, yeah, 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 no, none of that. That yeah. is not the humility we're talking about. Yeah, it's definitely a sense of like discomfort when somebody says like, good job. And, and I wonder if, at least for me, you know, I, I recall being a kid and like very much in the way that you're describing, like yeah. I, I was telling the story actually recently, somebody said to me like, have you always been the way you are? And then I thought, you know, in respect to just like, just doing too much, you know, like just doing too much. And then I said, yes, it is a fact that I have always been like this. And I, and I said, here's a story, like one of the first stories where I remember that I was just like, I'm a little extra. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Third grade, third grade, they tell us that, you know, the five top readers based on quantity of books and reports that get submitted, will get a chance to go see, not the cockpit, what is it called? The where the planes, the people that yeah. work telling the planes to land. Oh, yeah, 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 yes. The I tower. About. The tower, right? yes, like yes, the yes, tower, yes. The tower at the yeah. airport. Okay, yeah. so they say, you know, whoever reads the most book, the top five readers the school year will get yeah. a trip to go to this thing. And yes. I was like, I will win by all measures. Like, yes. I was yes, like, yes, 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 yes. I have to be one of the five. And, and being two, three, four, five, it didn't fucking matter. I was just right. going to ensure I was going to be on it. So here they are telling us like who who won. And I'm just like sitting there like, ah, ah, yeah, it's yeah. got to be me. It's got to be me. And then they say, you know, fifth place, fourth place, third place, second oh, place. God, and now I have, right. I have a panic. I have a panic because I'm like, I didn't make it. And then they say, and with the most book read, yeah. okay, they said the number of books the previous kid did. Okay. Yes. It was like 50 books. Okay. With for, and, and now, why am I panicking? I should have known how many I read, okay? But I'm panicking because I'm like, they miscounted. They yes. lost track of my books. Yes. I had read like 300 books, Eris Wayne. Oh, my God. The factor, the sheer factor by yes. how much I won was undeniable. And then yes. so this person was like, you know, but I, I never would go home ever and say to my mother and my father, mm. you know what beat that kid by... 250 books, mama, dad. Why not? Why not? They would have slapped the shit out of me. Because they would have been like, we don't talk like that. Like, who cares how many they read? Who cares if you won number one? Like, did you do the best that you could do? Mm. Because you're not out here competing against other people. You're competing against you. Mm. 
And no, if you yeah, did yeah. what you needed to do, that's all that matters. You don't need to yeah. compare it to other people. And so what I'm saying here is that even though the school backed me up, the school was like, look at this little girl, go. Yes. I still was not going to go home and be like, look, at, look, mom and dad, look at what I did. Yes. Right. Yes. That's just like not in the way that I, I was brought up. And so yeah. it, it shows up so much in my everyday to day life. Right. Like yes. I do things and I and I try to to be like, here's this program. Here's this other thing, like trying to do all of this work to make sure that other people get the support that they need. But like it has not been about me doing the work. It's about right. the benefit to the community, right? The benefit yes. to individuals. And so I'm not going to go out here and brag about how many programs I started. Like that shit don't matter. Did it have an impact? Yes. Right? Like are those people now better off because of something that I might have contributed to? And yes. so it's it's a deep struggle all of the time because it's it's like the complete opposite of borrowing authority. It's like denying my own authority. Right. Yes. And it can be super yes. toxic because at time to get promoted, at time to get of a course. raise, like we are supposed to go out here and brag about all yes. the shit that we did. But it's yes. so contrary to who I am and like right. what I've been made to believe makes me a good person. Right. Oh, so good. It's so hard. So good. Yeah, no, no, no. There, there, And there it is, right? And so how is it that, yeah, that advancement in this profession means that we have to, and this, this happens on CVs and across the board, talk yourself up interviews while in our, at, at the most personal of our lives, we are supposed to do the opposite. So right? can yeah. I give some advice? Because let Please. me tell you something that has, and you know, and I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it, it does not hurt to say it yet again, out loud for everyone listening. You know, I think this feeling that I'm experiencing, the same thing that Eris is saying about, you know, humility and how that shows up in our denial of our own authority. We are not unique as people of color experiencing that. So if you do have a colleague, you do have a student of color who you see is doing tremendous work, fantastic work, life-changing work, nominate them for awards. Tell them that you notice them. Because especially if you're a white person, because we've oh been conditioned God, yes. in this society that your approval matters much more than even our own. Facts. And I've said that time and time again, right? Like yeah. as much as we we fight it, as much as we try to deny it, like this desperate need to be approved and this stamp of approval by white people is, is, is something Gold. we strive to get. Yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. Because you be, you've been conditioned to do yes. that, right? To yes. to have that. That's right. And I mean, I'm no, fighting yes. it constantly, trying to. I fight it but every like, day. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It it it's Absolutely hard. Right. It's yes. really hard. Yeah, and and then that can spur you on to other things and 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 new yeah new opportunities as well. So yeah, and the other thing that I'm taking away from this discussion is what you mentioned earlier, right? That that really to to think about instead of borrowing authority, like it's not about proximity to people of color or to activities, like it has to be authentic. And then you also said, which I think is like just sticking to me and my gut is that you kind of have to give something up. And so here's one way in which, you know, cause people might be like, what does that look like? And mm. I mentioned this like grants, right? Like you're applying yes. for a grant and you're like claiming work that wasn't yours. Yes. So I also see a lot of this behavior where people claim partnerships with HBCUs, with HSIs, and they're like, yeah, see, what we're going to do is we're going to run this program at our primarily white institution, but we're going to recruit all the students from Morehouse. Right. All of them. Because I once saw one of their faculty give a talk in my colloquia. And so now we're just going to recruit from there. And then they, they are, again, borrowing this authority. So how about this? How about you do write that entire proposal? How about you say that you are going to, instead of run the program at your PWI, you're going to run it at Morehouse. And even better yet, how about you hand the proposal over to this colleague that you once saw give a talk in your colloquia so that they are the lead PI? PI, absolutely right. Absolutely right. Give it up. Give it Because up. you know how many yes. times people are like, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, let me just clarify. Please continue to invite me. Okay, don't use this as a reason <laughs> to be like, see, she said this on the podcast. She don't want to be yeah. invited. But what I'm saying is like, 
you know how many times I get asked to serve on an advisory capacity on this NSF proposal, on that NSF proposal, on that yeah. NSF proposal, right? So somehow my expertise is is valued enough yeah. to be yeah. listed in this proposal, to get my biography included in this proposal, to get, you know, to the list of my awards, of my papers, of my AMS fellow designation, right, in this proposal, but I am never worthy of being invited to be a PI. Ooh, my goodness. Let us sit with that for just a moment. That's right. That's powerful. So why is powerful. that? Yes. Why yes, is yes, that? Yes, why yes. is it that my authority you will borrow to, to say, look at all the black and brown folks that we have yes. on this proposal, but yes. none of them are the PIs. Co-PIs. Or co-PIs. Or PIs. Yes, yes, yes. And yes, get yes. no salary benefit. Yes. You know, you, know, you might throw a little honorarium at me. Yes. But you know the level of work that I'm going to do is far exceeding of that course. little honorarium of that you're going to offer me. Tell and that it. you get to tap into me at any yes. time, any day, because yes. you know I will answer your emails. Yes. And so what I'm saying is like, lift us up, family. Yes. Like you out here trying to just borrow our authority. How about you lift us up as the actual authority? Yes. Like you mean it. Like you mean it. Authentically. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, authentically, and have it. Re- yes, yes, that is fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. So that's the challenge. That's the challenge out there. So that, and that's the litmus test of actually doing this work. What's the sacrifice? What are you giving up? Who are you putting at the center? Mm. And you know, spoiler alert: it can't be you. Yeah. Yes, it can't be you. Yeah. So. Ooh. Do we have announcements? Oh well, my we god! Do I guess have yeah, we were going to. Yeah, we were going to announce about the storytelling event. And now, yes. you know, but so, you know what? Maybe we should just roll with it. And do it virtually. Yes. And just, yeah, I don't know. We, we need to think now more about, you know, how are we going to do stuff now? Yeah, absolutely. But I think still on the docket is the Math for All in New Orleans. So that's that's happening February 4th through the 6th. And as I mentioned last time, you definitely want to check that out because Ares is a plenary speaker. (laughs) No, I am going to be there. I'm excited to to see everybody, you know, wave at them, you know, and so (laughs) say hello and give, you know, something that's an introductory talk that's going to shake the whole, you know, the whole country. Oh my that's gosh, I'm, I'm so about. excited. Let's do it. I am yeah. so excited. Listen, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't planning to go, but like you saying that, I'm about to go, you know, look on my favorite web search to find some flights. Oh yeah, no, so it's going to be a call to action as you might expect and uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to bring it. I'm bringing Amazing. it. I'm excited. I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. that's going to be wonderful. So please, please if you can attend that. And I set the date, so that's on the 4th through the 6th of February. We also, of course, we mentioned the blog, so please sign up. There's a box to sign up for the blog at the center. So you can go minoritymath.org slash blog, and you can check that out. So sign up, and then as you have more content or people want to share some content, you'll get an email when new things appear on the website. And of course, you want to sign up for our podcast. You want to rate us. Sharing is caring. So send your favorite episode over to your friends to listen to during the holiday break. And as always, hit us up on Twitter at Math Uncensored, at Minority Math, at Eris Winger, at DPE Harris. That's the show. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Mathematically Uncensored, where our talk is real and complex. But never discreet. Happy holidays, people. See you later in the new year.